technology is the byproduct of thinking big. One of the byproducts, right? Um, we would still be in the bushes. Like we would still be like you know hunting for shit, <laughs> yeah. making a chook for brook, yeah. <laughs> like cooking up a chook for brook. <laughs> We'd still be in six boys. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, I'm convinced like our little screen up here is a teleprompter. Like, like, it's, and, like that's put up there for reference as like a funny joke. And it's, like, Dude, I wanted to get that in. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, no, but like the point is, you know, if we don't think big and if we don't encourage like an environment where it is okay to think big and, you know, thinking big is scary because, you know, you're afraid of failure. Yeah. Uh, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. That's why people don't think big because they don't believe it. And if they do believe it, they are afraid of failure. So they never try. Three, two, one. And we're live, boys. How are we? Yeah, good, son. How are we feeling after uh, Wiccan's podcast? Yeah. <laughs> 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 nah, good. Yeah, good, Ripper, good. man. Honestly, like... I've had a, got a lot of good feedback as well, like from my family and friends and shit, saying um like his story was really inspirational. And yeah, when I listen to it as well, like can't help but like tear up every time. Yeah. <laughs> that shit fucking hits you. I visibly like, saw you and Dylan. You both were like tearing up. Yeah. That was uh, intense. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like we got it so easy here in Australia, like like us personally. Yeah, and like everyone really in Australia, we actually do have it so easy compared to Wiccan. It's like it's got the tough, you know, both worlds, mm. Indonesia and blindness. And the, the I didn't really know he he went blind at thirteen. That's mm. I feel like that's harder than being born blind. Oh yeah, because mm. now he's got like the perspective of what it was like before. Mm. Progressively, yeah, it's well. crazy, right? Yeah, dude. Like the crazy thing is, we we only found that out. On the podcast. Yeah. Oh. We didn't know that before. <laughs> the years to th- 13 to 17. Formative years, man. Like that's I don't know what's going through your head. Like how did, like he explained it, but I still, I don't have the comprehension to understand like how he actually dealt with that mentally. Yeah. Like slowly losing your sight when your life's beginning. Yeah. That's like 13 onwards. That's pretty much like high school, right? So how do you get through high school? losing all your friends um, and you got to deal with this new problem you have yeah. in your life. Um, you got to be mentally tough. He's right? still young. He's still 24 and he could easily be like, oh, fuck it. You know, fuck mm. this shit. Like he could easily be like hating everything, yeah. but his attitude is fucking amazing. Mm. I don't know how he maintains such a good positive attitude. Makes it really difficult to ever complain about anything, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> dude. Every time sure. I speak to that guy, I just get a fresh perspective on things. Like, even though like I've heard his story many times, I always get a fresh perspective. Yeah. Um, I truly feel grateful for all the things we have. Yeah. I had a few messages as well, like, because, you know, I've been teaching people about extreme ownership and they could never really resonate with it. And now some people got it with the Johnny Boy. Mm. And now I'm like, there's still some people that didn't get it. And then we had the Wiccan one. Now there's like only maybe 5% of people that don't understand extreme ownership. But like doing that, the podcast first, Johnny yeah. Boy, then Wiccan, all in a row. Mm. Like that in combination, doing those three reps, people get it now. Yeah. It's important to get. Yeah, for sure, man. I think that's that's the beauty of this format of you know uh, communication that we're doing with people. Um, 
we're giving repetitions through the podcast. Um, and also like the podcasts are every podcast we've done, except for the first one, is like more than an hour and a 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So you're consuming long form content, meaning it gets stuck in your brain longer. Yeah. Plus we're re- repeating really important stuff. You get context. Times. Yeah. You get context. You get actual context. Like a lot of the things we watch for all, like with during our journey, it was just either here's the facts or, you know, kind of a roundabout way of saying something. It's never the actual like provide context, provide story, provide personal analogies, personal experiences so you can see the whole picture. Yeah. And you know, that amount of value is what we aim for. Like, I don't think people understand. Like we literally have like notes. Like, especially this podcast, how many hours have we spent brainstorming this podcast? Yeah, a few hours. Yeah, a few hours and then go back and think about it even more. Yeah. Come back, tweak things. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to flow for people to understand, like we start on Wednesday planning a podcast. Mm. We start planning it out and then it's like we do a little bit of work together and then we go and think and think and think and think. Then we do some more work together and we think and think and think and think. So. Shoot on Sundays. Shoot on Sundays. We pour a lot of goddamn... I wasn't working with Yeah. And, you know, for like the new people that, you know, heard about us through Wiccan's podcast, we recommend go checking out, go in order from episode one mm. until Wiccan's and then it'll all make sense. Um, yeah. Because yeah. We, the, the way we've designed it is so that it's, uh, it's like a, it's like a free course in yeah. podcast format. Yeah. Um, essentially where we share all our experiences and our thoughts on certain topics. Mm-hmm. So going from start till now is most beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, guys. So, Wiccans was episode number seven. Um, I think Wiccans the type of person that you know thinks really big. He on the podcast he was talking about how he got a job at the UN. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's pretty fucking up. big. Yeah, what the? He just threw that one in there. Like I know, man. I, I was, I didn't even. Know and that. he went past it. It was like, whoa, go back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I so, all of us were like, for mm. many people, like working at the UN is a big thing, mm. right? For Wiccan, that's like a stepping stone, yeah. I, I feel. So he's a perfect example of today's topic, which is to think big, yeah. right? Um, do you guys want to talk about Yeah, I'll go for it. Um, I think the thing is, like, we're going to talk about why thinking big is so important, but it, it comes down to what Hardcore Head Start's all about, and that is to expand what you, you know is actually possible with your life. You know, it's, it's to open up your eyes and to see, oh, wow, like my life can be absolutely amazing mm. if I can see it through this lens. So, yeah, thinking big is, is extremely important. But before we touch on that, we'll just like to do a little exercise. This is what we normally do with everybody that we first meet. We always say to them, take out a piece of paper, like literally do it now. Take out a piece of paper and pen and then just write down what you want your life to be like. And describe it in a few like sentences or maybe even a paragraph mm-hmm. and take time to think about it right and we're going to go and talk about this podcast explain about thinking big and all of that and then we're going to reflect at the end right so just write down what you you know don't exaggerate it whatever you have thought in your mind right now write it down on a piece of paper and we're going to reflect on that at the end so i highly recommend you literally pause the video now write it down and we'll, we'll touch on it soon but Samir, remember when we were doing this one, mm. you know, when we first touched base for the first time going through Hardcore Head Start and all of that in the early days, like what did you write down on that piece of paper? So, yeah, that was probably five, six years ago now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and my mindset at the time was completely different. I didn't really have any concept of thinking big. Um, I was following this tra- traditional route of uh, finishing high school with decent grades and then going into uni, um, getting a degree as an engineer. Um, and then my big goal back then was I want to get a job, a decent job, not the job of my dreams, just a decent job that'll pay the bills. And my big number at the time was 80000 a year. And I remember telling you this. Like, that's my big thing that I want to get. I just want 80000 a year uh, after I graduate, a, a, a decent job and a secure job. And then eventually I'll you know, get a family of my own, get a house, mortgage, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's you, literally what I wrote down. Yeah. So you wrote down on the piece of paper $80,000 a year. And it was all like roughly around that. I think that's very similar to most people we come across. For whatever reason, I remember thinking this way as well as a kid, like just six figures just stood out as like, wow, that's insane. If you can make $100,000 per year, like that's, you know, like that's next level shit. I, 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 I feel that a lot because my parents at the time, they would always instill in my head. Um, well, we ne- first of all, we never talked about money, mm. right? We never talked about money at all. It was like a taboo topic in my household yeah and they would always say you need to earn six figures yeah you need to earn 100k and you know at the time i'm like 100k that's a lot so that made me think 100k is a lot Mm -hmm. so my environment was like that yeah so i'm thinking like oh 100k that's a lot because you know i grew up with that so i'm like maybe i can't hit 100k i'm gonna aim for 80 yeah that's wild yeah (laughs) Yeah, no, I went to something similar. When I was younger. Like we, money just wasn't a, a conversation. And you hear about those stories all the time. It's like you ask about money and it's never explained to you. So then you form bad money habits. It's the exact path. Yeah. Because yeah. if you don't communicate about it effectively and it's not, it's like, I can't just, you can't just blame it on like my parents. My parents didn't get the knowledge from someone else who didn't get it from their parents who didn't get it from their parents. And it's just a, you know, continuously fulfilling mm. you know, a, negative loop, feedback yeah. loop. Yeah. You know, so it just takes someone to kind of think big and get that extra knowledge. Yeah, for sure. All right. By this stage of the podcast, you should have already written down what you think, you know, what you want in life and, you know, just have that down on a piece of paper. But now let's lead into the quote, G, the Henry Ford quote. Yep. So the quote is the person who thinks they can, and the person who thinks they can't are both right. So which one are you? Right, that's a deep one. That's a yeah. Good one. So the what that means is, if you think you can't do something, you're right. But if you also think you can do something, you're also right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just about having that big aim set. Oh yeah. 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 Right. When you start seeing like big, massive goals, it's super important because then you start to expand and think outside the box, and you're like, man, like how can I make that a reality? Yeah. Instead of like this little thing, you're like you're restricted. You have low energy, and just like. Oh yeah, and you know, like we were being there before eighty thousand. Yeah. I might not be able to make a hundred thousand, like Samir was saying. Let's just go for eighty thousand. Yeah, you're limiting yourself. Yeah, instead of you could, if you can make a massive goal, you know, and the, and the saying is, if you, uh, you know, aim for the what is it, aim for the aim for the stars, star, aim for the uh, moon, aim for the moon, so you can be a part of the stars. Yeah, you'll yeah. end up among the stars. It's a hundred percent true. Yeah, and like make the goal like absolutely insane, make it really big. And what we're going to do is we're going to explain the importance of that. And by the end of it, we're going to show like it actually is realistic and it's not even crazy. Yeah. 
It's just math. <laughs> the, the ridiculous thing is like the difference between the uber successful that they just dared to dream. Yeah. They dared to believe that it's actually possible. Yeah. I mean, look around us. If we didn't have big thinkers that dreamt really big, none of this would be possible, right? Yeah. Like I wouldn't have this iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally everything that you like or hold a lot of value to is made by someone that thought big. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's a crazy thought though. Yeah. Like, cause right now, people right now, they're listening to this on their phones, they're listening to their laptop and they take it for granted. Yeah. Like, I can't think big, I'm just not that person. Mm. My, <laughs> using the technology from a similar person to yourself. Get <laughs> yeah. out of your own way. If we didn't have big thinkers, man, we would, we would be so far behind. Like technology is probably the, <clears throat> technology is the byproduct of thinking big. One of the byproducts, right? Um, we would still be in the bushes. Like we would still be like, you know, hunting for <laughs> shit, yeah. making a chook for Brooke. Yeah. <laughs> like cooking up a chook <laughs> for Brooke. <laughs> we would still be in the sticks, boys. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, I'm convinced like our little screen up here is a teleprompter. Like, it said. like that's put up there for reference as like a funny joke. And it's, like, Dude, I wanted to get that in. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, no, but like the point is, like if we don't think big and if we don't encourage like an environment where it is okay to think big and you know thinking big is scary because you know you're afraid of failure yeah that's what it comes down to at the end of the day that's why people don't think big because they don't believe it and if they do believe it they are afraid of failure so they never try yeah talking about like why to think big like imagine you just continue to limit yourself for your entire life what do you do with your life you're not trying to achieve something. You're not having fun with it. It's not exciting. Mm. Thinking big is literal motivation. Mm. You know, it's pushing yourself towards something. There's a reason for doing it. Yeah, yeah there's a reason to wake up every day because now you've got a mission. Mm. Like you literally feel like James Bond, like the superhero of the movie, the main character, and you're working every day towards that goal. Can I touch in on this? Yeah. So I was actually thinking about like why to think big. And the opposite argument is that life is suffering. Life is shit. Why should we think big? We can just fucking go out and party. Or we can just fucking enjoy the moment. Mm. Why should we think big? And it's like... It's like you should you should deal with it. But if life is already suffering, why do you want to make it worse? <laughs> why the fuck do you want to make it worse? That's a good point. Why wouldn't you want to make it better for yourself and for the people around you? Yeah. I think the thing is as well as like, yeah, the, one of the goals of life, you know, in, in, it depends on how you interpret the meaning of life and all of that. But if you say you want to enjoy life, yeah. it comes down to, yeah, you could enjoy the time now, yeah, you know, and have short-term stuff, but then you're going to hurt your long-term. Yeah. You're not going to be able to travel and see the world. You're yeah. going to be able to, you're going to miss out on the big stuff. Yeah. But our mindset is we actually have a system and a way of approaching life and finances and all of that. And we can get all, you know, we just sacrifice for three, three to five years or so. And then at a really young age, if we start early, if we're lucky enough to start early, then at 25, literally, we have a whole life in front of us. And now like, you know, we're in the position now where we can make it enough money compared to the average person. They have to put in 38 hours of work. Yeah. And we might only have to put in five hours of work, make that same amount of income. Yeah. You know, and look at us, we're not old or anything. So total, we're actually going to have way more fun than the person that focuses on the short term. Yeah. And the, and the other thing is like, 
you know, a lot of what I'm saying is like from Jordan Peterson. So <laughs> shout out. But um, the other thing is like, um, you know, in the future, like worse things are going to happen. Like, you know, so someone close to you can die. You could die. Like you could get really ill. Your family members could get really ill. So the reason why you need to think big now is so you can set yourself up heavily in the future. Because it will happen. Yeah. Because happen. bad shit will happen. Yeah. yeah so you need to shoot for the for the moon. Yeah. So like when that bad stuff happens, you can be kind of prepared. Yeah. For it. You can be the leader of you. You actually, team. sorry, Sam. You okay. actually put something on your Instagram the other day that like is perfect for this. Yeah. Uh, one of your stories that said, I don't want to be secure. I want to be strong. Yeah. That was a ripper. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. If you just aim for 100K and you get 80K, Okay, you might be able to get by in life. Mm. You know, you're struggling still. Mm. You know, every single day you have to go to work or else your world as stops. Yeah. But you might shoot so far ahead that mm. you can live whatever life it is. Yeah. You're damn well pleased. I, I feel can, like it's. You, oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. And you can be there for whoever needs it as well. That's for absolutely. yourself and for whoever needs it. Damn right. Mm. It's your responsibility. Yeah, as a, think big. as a person who lives in a first world country um, with opportunity coming out the wazoo, right? All the technology in the world, great living conditions. Mm. It is your responsibility to help the people around you. Especially if you're living in a first world country. Mm. Like you got to think about the odds, right? Like what are the odds that you are born a human? You could be anything. You could be an animal, right? Mm. You're born a human you are male or female, whatever it is, right? You're born in a first world country. Like you didn't do shit, yeah. but you're born in a first world country. Yeah. Your parents did all the work. Yeah. And then now you want to coast yeah. and not think big. Like you've got such a huge advantage over everyone else that's, you know, living in worse off situations than you. Yeah, It's like you're, you're kind of obligated to think big. Like you so have lucky. to. So fortunate. <clears throat> I always like to meditate on the idea if I was like, you know, one of these places like Africa or whatever, where they, they're really struggling. If I was a kid there, what would I do to swap bodies with myself? What would I do? Everything. Yeah, you would. The answer is everything. I'd give everything. And how hard would that person work? Yeah. Damn right. Just to put things into perspective, our situation right now is success for many people those environments because you know in those environments they don't have to deal with bills they have to deal with not dying mm. right they have to deal with conflict which is way worse mm. it's not regulated yeah. it can happen anytime so to us when we think oh i can coast like you said people in in, you know, in countries in africa would be like what what would they do to be in our situation mm. and they see us as success so if we're just if we're in this situation and not thinking big, we are not being successful mm-hmm. to ourselves. Like we're not we're not doing that. And that, like we're going nowhere. I think it's very it's always it's very obvious to me when people come from those type of places. Like we speak about Joey Diaz speaks about immigrant mentality all the time, doesn't? Yeah. He? But like people come over here and why they're so successful when they do have opportunity. Mm-hmm. Dude, these guys struggled. These struggled so much in whatever country that they came from 
if there's not if it wasn't a first world, obviously. Mm. They struggled so damn much that it's literally just built in them to work as hard as possible. Mm. They wonder why. Mm. They take all our jobs. <laughs> Get the hell out of here, man. Yeah. So yeah, we, we're talking in terms of luck, in terms of geographic location, where you're born and all of that, first world or third world. But something we haven't spoken about yet is you're actually lucky based on time. Because right now we're oh. born in the best time to live where we have access to all the world's information through the internet. Yeah. So for me, like I'm always thinking I have a duty to be as successful as possible so I can provide for the people around me and really focusing on the older generation because if I was in their shoes, I wouldn't have been able to have a, like a great life. I would just turn out to be a normal person. Might be turn out to be a, a business owner that has a couple businesses or whatever, but wouldn't turn into a multi-million dollar investor potentially on the way to become a billionaire one day. So for me, like, like I look at my grandma who's 92. I can see she's probably um, got 10 years. So I'm, I'm hoping she's got 10 years left. Pushing it if we get lucky, she's got 20. You know, unlikely though. Um, good genetics. Good genetics. <laughs> she does have good genetics. She's still, she's still jogging. Yeah. She still jogs, does her push-ups, and can reverse park. She's, still, she's, still, she's still driving at ninety-two. She reverse yeah. parks better than me. Yeah, she's all right. <laughs> yeah. um, but for me, like I want to really sacrifice myself. Like I'm working hard, and all, like a lot of my money and time, I want to spend it with her yeah. while she's still around. And then when she passes, you know, I'll spend it with my next grandma, who's. 70s you know like because i'm grateful for these people um you know because they've taught me a lot about especially my grandma in terms of the war and all of that so i feel like i have a duty she's the one that brought us all over to australia and then i know like we are just so lucky because if if we were born in that time like we couldn't be successful we literally did nothing to get here to to this (laughs) like position we've done nothing the types of people we are get murked yeah. in those times like in those kind of environments right like what is it naval says he'd rather be a poor person today than a king back in the old times yeah, yeah. whatever period you want right yeah dude that's a hundred percent right mm. you you as like in a first world country as poor as it can be homeless whatever kind of position you're in you still have the opportunity to go down to welfare and get paid mm-hmm. yeah. oh, especially in <laughs> australia man Exactly. It's like there's no excuses in Australia. That's the reality of the environment and situation we live in. We are that damn lucky. And the fact that it's, you know, we've grown up with no other, speaking about the other day, we, we grew up with no other biases when it comes to, you know, um, investing in business, like with pure technology. Mm-hmm. We understand technology. We've grown up with technology. Yeah. You know, this like may take a li- couple of hours, but the lighting, the cameras, this makes like intuitive sense to us. Mm-hmm. Right, the internet makes intuitive sense to us. To even our parents and our parents' parents, like your nan, it actually does a good job with technology, but it's still very difficult to learn because it's just doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. That's like with us, you know. Like for an example, how much of us understand the next generation of technology, which is like you know quantum computing? We don't understand that shit. Mm. Like to your grandma, it could be like that. Yeah, us. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we always talk about literally if you're born in the 1980s and 1990s is the best year to be born. Yeah. You see the transition of the internet coming. You see it, how it evolves. You see how fast it, you know, 
it grows mm. and then now you can see that before your eyes you can adopt it and use it in your life like we are mm. and then you can also invest in that and people think the internet's done people think technology has hit its peak how can it hit its peak it's a <laughs> hockey stick it literally is a hockey stick going up exponential it will go up faster and faster and faster there will be no end to technology yeah. <laughs> it'll only get better I, I wasn't, like wasn't this like a computer in like the 1990s that, powerful man dude yeah. that was enough to take a man to the moon Oh, humans to the moon. Let's break it down even further. And we got in our pockets. And we got in our pockets. <laughs> that's yeah. insane. Technology is relative, right? Like way back in the day when we first had the first fire, that's also technology. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Right? So I like the wheel. Yeah, we, we can argue that's where it first started. You know, we made the first fire. You know, we used the instruments. That's technology because it's different to what we have now. It's yeah. innovation, right? So it just like, guys, we're nowhere near to the end of it. Yeah. Like we're not even, I don't even know how far along that hockey stick we're up. We're not even close to parabolic yet, are we? Where's the flying cars, for God's sake? <laughs> <laughs> and if you went like 50 years ago, or like say like the 1950s and stuff, and you looked at all the major cities across the world, especially like the big ones in China and stuff, it was just land. Yeah. If you ask the people there, like, what do you think will be in this position in 50 years' time? No one would say like massive skyscrapers and, yeah. you know, all of that. Sky rails and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Now, 50 years later, what's going to happen? There's going to be way more. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not coming. That's why people have a hard time kind of conceptualizing that. And the thing is like those technology advances, they're the big things. Like people thought big. Like for example, people are trying to figure out how to travel faster without having to fly. That's a big fucking thing to think about. How do you do that? So they've actually come up with a solution. Oh, we're going to put tunnels underwater and we're going to make it a vacuum so that there's no air resistance and you can just zoom through at like 2,000 kilometers an hour. So then, like, who the fuck stuff? thinks of that? You have to be thinking so enormously big it's for insane. that to happen. You know? It's insane. And these, like, these people just have confidence to believe in themselves to go and get it done. Mm. They're just like, well, see, the thing about all of this is like, what's the worst that happens if you, if you think big and it doesn't happen? What's the worst that happens? If you put as much, you know, thinking and action into trying to achieve the best of your ability, what's the worst that happens? The worst is like you just get data. <laughs> you figure out what not to do. <laughs> you, could, you don't lose. Yeah. You can still win. Yeah. You always win by doing the best of your ability. You always win. There's no downside. You're always winning. I think the important thing is to preface that. Like, you know, if you are thinking big and you are acting on it and money is involved, you got to be aware of how much to risk and all that stuff. But if it's just an idea of thinking big, you should think infinitely big. Mm. Sure. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's a really, really good point. Yeah. All right. And the other thing is like, it's your duty to be successful as well because you will inspire people around you. You will actually give energy to the people around you. You know, like I, I know in the, in the Nando's days as well, like it would be uplifting. We had a big goal and all of this. We would uplift people, and then they would start slowly thinking bigger, and they would, you know, take more action and have a better positive view on the world. Mm. I think the other thing is, in terms of success, success is never taken; mm. it's built. Yeah. You build it. If you build great products, great services, you're not taking from anybody. You're building it out of thin air, just happening. Mm. And so, if you build the best products in the world, just like if you built the iPhone you will naturally become a billionaire. Yeah. You know, so Steve Jobs, he became a billionaire. 
all the best people that made the best stuff, right? They they ended up billionaires. So there's a that, there's that like negative connotation with the word billionaire, like oh they're stealing, you know, they they they're going bad about taxes, and then people don't even know how the tax system works, and they're doing nothing illegal and all of that. But like, if you really try to do the best. You can't help but not to become a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally a byproduct. <laughs> it is. You're literally providing value. Yeah. When people didn't realize they That's needed the exact that. Thing. Yeah. And people don't see that every time. They're like, oh my God, it has an iPhone cost $1,100. You'd still buy it. Do you want it? <laughs> You'd still buy it. <laughs> Do you want it? Yeah, I want it. Try and make one in your house. <laughs> It'll cost you $10 million per iPhone. Fuck you with this shit. Try and make one. There's no way on earth. I'm making this in my house. I'm paying for this. It's for, cheaper. Forget about the hardware, boys. Good luck with the software. <laughs> Good luck. I heard a thing. I don't know if it's true, but I guess it is that there's not a single person in the world that knows actually how to build an iPhone because every single component is specialized by another yeah. company. Yeah. And in those companies, it's like specialized again. So only like the top people yeah. really know how it all works. Like a semiconductor might be split into like five different teams mm. to make one little chip. That's how they built the very first Mac, right? Yeah, it was split up. It was all split up in teams. They didn't actually know what they were building at all. They were all yeah. building separate parts of, of the hardware and yeah. the software itself. So it was like literally like a very, very small team themselves ended up just grabbing all the pieces and putting it together. Yeah. Then on show day, it was like, yeah, that's what exists. Yeah, yeah it was the iPhone. iPhone, was it? Yeah, yeah. It's all, it didn't get leaked to the media. It's all one thing now. It's this or that. <laughs> so, so much. I think the other thing with um, inspiring people as a personal analogy uh, is we always speak about being the leader in your environment, right? Thinking big and like, you can also, I'm going to lodge in there taking more action by doing more, by being the example, by working hard. That was a massive thing that you did for, you know, at Nando's in front of us all. You remember as well, geez, like, it was always the fucking best there. It was always thinking, how do we improve this? How do we go better? How do we be big, bigger? How do we be better? Mm. All the time. And he was, you know, backing that up with doing his best all the time. Yeah. Mm. And it's never coming from a place like, oh, I'm the best and I'm going to yeah. cruise at being the best. It's no, I want to be better than that. Again, always raising one's own standards makes other people around you raise theirs. I'd, I'd never worked with you boys at Nando's, but, you know, from the stories that you guys say and, lived and stuff um to me it's it seems like once you take ownership mm. and responsibility of whatever it is that you're doing that's when you're invested in it yeah. right and that's when you have some incentive to think big. Mm. like for example uh you thought of nando's as if it was your own business mm. yeah then you're like oh if nando's is my own business mm. i want it to be successful I need to think big. Yeah. So you've took ownership of that. Mm. Yeah. Like a little story about thinking big was um, most stores like Nando's businesses, they stop serving customers at 10 p.m. And their rule is you need to pack up the store and be left by 11 p.m. So you got an hour of there to clean. And we're just looking at that. I'm like, dude, that's wasted capital, you know, wasted labor cost. So let's make a goal straight away to get that down to 10.30. And let's make that the default. 10.30 always need to be out so we can save half an hour per person. Labor costs add straight to the bottom line. We made a reality. Then we're like, all right, every other store is now complaining. Like I used to go to the, the manager meetings and everyone's like, oh, you can't cut labor costs. I'm like, no, it's just easy. <laughs> like, you guys aren't thinking big. 
Mm. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, we're going to cut it from 10.30 to 10.10. Oh, 10, 10. Mm. We found a way to do it. Right? We found a way to do it, to get it to 10.10. 10. Then we're like, no, man, this is, come on, let's think big. Let's get a 10.01. It was a struggle, but it was a mission, man. And then everybody starts getting pumped up and shit because it's like, boys. And then everyone's like actually wants to go home because no one wants to stay there. People want to go home, eat their food. No one wants to stay there for an extra hour. Like an extra hour is a pay to clean. (laughs) So so your your goal was to um, reduce the overall wage uh, that you would pay to people by saving an hour. Yeah. Save an entire hour. And we did it. We eventually hit it that we could, fr- not every day, but frequently we could get out at 10.01. 10.10 was like our maximum and every other store thought it was impossible. Then the crazy thing was I moved to Nando's Chatston, the busiest store in all of Australia, mm. right? When the sales like over $100,000 a week. And the, the, the thing there was like 12, 12 a.m. was like the standard. You leave at 12 a.m. because it's even busier. Well, here we go again. Every other manager... No joke. Coming from the other stores, I'm like, oh, you can't now complaining already. You haven't even worked a shift yet. You, haven't, you don't even know what's possible. You're already complaining. And then they're like, I see them. They finish at like 1 a.m. And you got to pay overtime if you go past. I think it's like 11.30 or something. So you have to pay overtime. And it's like even more labor costs. Like whatever the overtime thing is like, we have to definitely be under that. For sure. So every other manager is like, when they come in and run their shifts, like, oh, I can't get under 1 a.m. And I'm like, you know what? I know what my goal is. I went from the I learned from Nando's Heatherton. We're going straight 1001. We're going 1001. <laughs> you guys should have seen this. Yeah. <laughs> right? The stories this motherfucker's telling me when he comes home. Like, I'm just throwing bottles of water everywhere. <laughs> so people were finishing at 1 a.m. and you're just like, my 1001. Yeah, 1001. <laughs> and then we were like, it'll be a thing though. It was like, hey, when you're on my shift, we're going for the world record, boys and girls. We're becoming you're the Hugh Saint, Hugh Saint Bolt. That's what we're doing. And we actually had like, it, like, People that are a little bit older, like in their forties and fifties, working with us, like even like men with families and stuff, and then slowly you'll see them change, mm. and they'll go from like this beaten down man to like fucking youthful. Start buying getting, into the dream. Yeah, they get energetic. And then one day we went crazy, right? He just comes out of nowhere, he's pumping us up like this, <laughs> all right? And then he just went wild, and he starts slapping boys on the back. I'm like, I've never seen this. It's like he's a little kid again, and he yeah. loves it. So, and yeah, and the story was like, we literally eventually found a way to do it. Get out at 10.01. It was possible. It's hard to kind of realize like the amount that needs to get done in that, like how specific and how damn good you have to be. Mm. And there is no way to just be like, hey, let's go do it at 10.01. We'll just just go and do it. You have to be pumping these boys up. You have to give them something to believe that's genuinely possible to go and get this shit done. Yeah, I mean, turning like a normal retail job Something that's you know fulfilling, yeah. dude. This that's was war. Do, man. <laughs> you go war. This <laughs> was war. You do, bro. Nice. You go into that rush. You're, I promise you. <laughs> what's, what's that fucking mouth? Gosh, it's it's that was the case the entire time, boys. There was no, there was no ability to concentrate while this. Every time you concentrate, <laughs> dude, you're scrubbing the floors. Like every time, it's so fun, and then your shift goes by so quick. Mm. You know, but if you're not thinking That's big and you're thinking small, it's like, oh, the time taking so long. Yeah, yeah. You know? It makes it more fun. Yeah. yeah. It's the best stuff. And then we want watching the clock. Yeah. Mm. So, like, I know not a lot of people at Nando's, they're going to resonate with that story or fast food people. Mm. Um, but that's what we're applying to our entire life. 
that's why we always have energy and that's why we always want to pump it out and like do stuff and help and you know we won't have this abundance mindset of like i want to be so successful myself that i can spread it to all my friends and family help them out which is what we're doing this is why we're doing the podcast and all of that and then after that we're going to spread it to you know third world countries and help change the whole entire world that's the goal that's what we go for so you think it's worth it (laughs) what makes it worth it yeah yeah why not we spoke a lot about um trying to achieve those massive goals and if you end up missing what what was that quote a for the moon you end up in the stars yeah right so if you don't hit your massive goal all right you didn't get there but you're still way further ahead than you would have been if you were thinking small Mm. right we learned that from a principle called 10x applied it into our own system you know, from from grant cardone and the 10x principle is as it sounds think 10x yeah you know 10x your goals and 10x the action necessary to achieve those goals yeah right so so yeah it's a good way to think about it like just as a default whatever your goal is if you're thinking as a normal-minded person just just 10x it straight away just make it 10 times bigger because then if you only achieve nine times then wow that's like it's still amazing so if your goal was a hundred thousand the start of this thing, which is fine, make it a million. And then if you end up only making seven hundred thousand a year, it's just it's unbelievable. Still, it's still really million. good. Yeah. And you'll start to think in a creative way to how do we make a million dollars? And slowly over time, like through these podcast episodes, we're gonna show it's actually easy. Like it takes a long time, you know. There's a there's a process to it, and that process is long and slow, and that's why it's hardcore. But it's not like you have to be a rocket scientist. Anyone can understand this, and that's why it's easy. It's very clear, actionable things that need to get done. That's why we talk about, you know, the courses A, B, C, D, E, F, G, not just G. Yeah. You know, there's a clear, concise way of doing things. That's the hardcore head start way. That's why we live this lifestyle, mm-hmm. how we live it. So do you want to – you're the best one. You've explained this to us a few times. Is mm. See so far ahead that competition is irrelevant. Yeah, I think this one is like we learned it from Elon Musk where, you know, Elon Musk is doing big things. He's he built so many companies in his lifetime. He was the first person, or I think actually the second person to get $3 billion companies. Mm. They're all worth a billion dollars and that billion dollars is now small. Um, but he, you know, with Tesla, his goal as well is to change the world. Like many of these billionaires, their goal is to change the world in many ways and it comes down to effective altruism. We'll explain all of that in another day, but... You know, his is obviously in terms of energy and using getting rid of fossil fuels and using electricity and all of that clean energy for vehicles. And back in the day, people thought it was literally impossible. But now it's a reality. It's already here. But he always has the mindset that he wants to think so far ahead that he doesn't care about Toyota, BMW, Audi and all of these other companies because he knows he's thinking about the big long-term picture and he, it's about speed. It's about how fast you can innovate and go to the next level. Mm. That's why he literally gives away all of his patents for free because his goal is to help. It's not to make just a lot of money. He already did that when he was like 24 or something. He had like 400 mil or something ridiculous. You know, he made that. There's no difference between 400 mil and 40 billion. There is actually no difference. You can't buy anything different with that money. 400 million against you, you're sweet. You invest that money and you compound it for the rest of your life. You know, you're making a ridiculous amount of money per year by doing nothing passively. So you can see by his actions, 
You, know, you can see by his skin in the game that he literally wants to help the world. That's why he's made all of his passions free. And he's like, hey, guys, come take it. Because if you take it, the world will literally be a better place. Mm-hmm. And even if you make Tesla bankrupt, but you guys outperform Tesla, that's a net positive for the world. So bring it on. But he knows it won't happen because he's, he's so confident in himself. He's, he knows his intelligence and all of that. And he'll just keep on innovating as fast as possible. And it doesn't matter what the competition does. And it's same with hardcore heads. We say this every day. If people start to see what we're doing, that's good. It's not competition. They're not taking from us. Copy us. <laughs> Please copy like, us. Like literally, people can start. Like we, they, we should encourage them. Imagine if they're in a different city or something, like you know, Brisbane or something. Start your own little hardcore head start there. <laughs> you know, create a little dojo where you all you know, save on rent and work together and create a beautiful environment where you start pumping each other up and have that big mission of you know, eventually donating a billion dollars. Imagine if we can inspire 100 wow. hardcore head starts to begin. Yeah. Where's the loss? If our goal is to change the world, where's the loss in you doing exactly what we're doing? <laughs> we want we want every two, everyone to. That's the point of the podcast. Yeah. It makes our shit easier. <laughs> it means we don't have to actually go in and change it. It means you're just doing it. Yeah. So it's another hardcore head start. It means we get to make double the amount of change. Yeah. That's a win. <laughs> God damn. She's crazy. But yeah, with that said, in terms of like thinking big and all of that, we always say as well, you can't underestimate what it will actually take to achieve those goals. So when you think 10x, no matter what the goal is, it's just a you know a thing with life. What, no matter how hard you think it's going to be, it's usually going to be 10 times that. Mm-hmm. So you've got to put in the work. You can't just think big and then think it's just going to magically come to you. Yeah. It's always harder. Like imagine every time we set goals for each other, what's the trend been? Hey, we want to pump out this podcast. Let's get it out of next month. It's going to take six months until we get an episode out. Yeah. You know, hey, I want to learn how to trade, boys. It's going to take two years before <laughs> you know how to trade. You know, nothing comes quick. Yeah. When you see it in your mind, when you brainstorm it, it seems like, oh, yeah, I can do this, 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 this. In a month, I'll be sweet. Like 10x that. Anything done that quick doesn't get done properly. Yeah. yeah. Which is then irrelevant to the point. <laughs> I wish it was like the Matrix where you could like download the information in your brain <laughs> and fucking learn it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, I think yeah. technology, like it's it's obviously given us a head start mm. in our lives. You know, we've, we were born at the right time. We were super lucky and, you know, being you know first world country as well. But I feel like in a world where it's just technology everywhere, there's so much information at your fingertips. Mm. Um, there is a problem in our generation of um, uh, delayed gratification, mm. right? So we expect because, you know, it's an entitled mindset at the end of the day, mm. we want results tomorrow. Yeah. And the reason why is, you know, we're keeping up with the Joneses. We wanna, we're playing status games here. Like we want our status to be high in a short amount of time because of all the information and media that we consume on a day-to-day basis. But the reality is you see on Instagram, the people with yachts and all that kind of stuff, they worked their fucking ass off for many, many years. They thought big for many, many years, didn't lose sight of their vision and that's how they achieved it. But you're seeing the end product. You're not seeing the process. The process is also 10x. I think it's in Think and Grow Rich, uh, to both your points. If if you just think big, but you don't take the necessary action, 
you're just like an unrealistic kind literally, of person. You're literally stuck in the mud. Yeah. Like you're not moving anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. You just and don't understand the world. The hardest part, like even with hardcore head start, we can say like the hardest part is building the foundation, mm-hmm. like building the ground, like the the base structure. Yeah. And once you get that shit going, then yeah. it becomes like a snowball effect. Then shit starts to work. Like I know, like we all know, at least for five years, we just have to keep working on the foundation of hardcore until we can truly change the world. Like our goal is a billion dollars. That's a big fucking goal, Mm. right? We have to like put in the work and it's going to take five years Mm. at least to see any sort of traction. Mm. Like we're not expecting to blow up next year. We're not. Mm. It's just not possible. We're a startup. We just know. (laughs) We we know better now. Yeah. It's like we can go as hard as we want and, you know, do as much good work as possible. Things just take time. Mm. All uh, good things take time. Yeah. I think with the the initial course, the three day course that you know that you gave me and, and to all of us, like I remember like one thing very clearly in that one, and you, you stressed on this a lot, is would you rather have a cookie today or two cookies next week? Mm. It's all about, you know, waiting yeah. for the bigger reward, mm. putting in the work and then getting the bigger reward in the future. Mm. Never take the first cookie. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually literally a study it was literally that i'm pretty sure they showed like they got these kids and they see who wants one cookie now or who wants two yeah, cookies it was a marshmallow one. Oh, it was a marshmallow oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah seen that yeah everybody that got two cookie uh two marshmallows yeah. ended up being successful <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a really small percentage of kids that actually the rest of the kids just ate the marshmallow yeah they couldn't handle it yeah. <laughs> that's what we do yeah all right all right, shall we move on to the next? Next one, Law of Attraction, boys. Where did we learn this from, Samma? Can you do his accent? Conor McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> I learned it from Conor McGregor. Dude, you do that so well. What's law, what is Law of Attraction? Like, law of Attraction sure. is a way of thinking. Um, essentially, you think of whatever your thoughts are, that's who you become. Whatever your deepest desires are, that's what you become with given action, of course. Um, and I remember, like, I'm a huge fan of Conor McGregor. We all are. We've got Conor McGregor's photo up there on the wall. Like, early Conor McGregor, when he was hungry, he would always, he would always say things like, oh, when I was broke, I would imagine driving my beat-down beat car as if it was a Rolls Royce, mm-hmm. as if I had the top down and I could feel the wind in my hair. With my rolly. <laughs> he would say shit like that. And he would already visualize it. He would already he could already see it. And in a way, like even with, you know, achieving the championship belts, he would always say, I'm already the champ. It's just a matter of time till that becomes mine. So like even like for example with our billion dollar um donation, we've already done it. We've already done it visualized it it means becoming the type of person who actually does get to do that yeah who does do that Mm. and it's also like if you focus on something enough right if you think about something enough you're naturally just going to take the action necessary to eventually get there yeah like if you're thinking okay i want to be retired by 25 and it's all you think about it's the only thing that's important in your damn life at this point Mm. there's no way you're not going to get there because Mm. every action that you take 
is aligned with that goal. So what you think about is what you become. Is the perfect goddamn quote. Focus on what you want and you'll get it. Because subconsciously you make that your priority. So every action or anything that you do in your life is for that one specific thing. Mm-hmm. You might not even realize it. You're just thinking about, oh shit, I want, I want to be have a million dollars by the age of thirty. Mm-hmm. So you're doing everything that's required to get you that million dollars by age thirty. Yeah, it turns into like your operating system in yeah, a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why it's important to think big as well. Mm-hmm. If you think, you know, by 30 i'm gonna have five million dollars you're gonna take different action than you would if you at 30 your goal was to make 80k a year yeah very very different action obviously because it's a much larger goal yeah so it all all comes back down to the henry ford quote again person who thinks they can person who thinks they can't are both correct Mm -hmm. it's the same thing so a lot of attraction, it gets a lot of shit on the internet because people think it's woo-woo and like they haven't studied enough and they think, oh, if I just think about it, it's going to manifest into my life. Yes. But it's about time uh, like invested in thought. So we always talk as well inside the house, like if we have a new idea, well, we always ask like, well, how many hours have you invested into that thought, that idea? Because it comes down to if someone's invested 10 hours, into that idea and someone has invested 50 hours into that idea thinking about it the person most likely who's done 50 hours of thought knows more about that idea so it's the same thing if you're thinking constantly about success spending hours every day just constantly thinking about it then it's gonna happen one thing that's probably a good example people is like we we haven't spoken about the villa on um you know, the podcast, but we can probably, you know, if you go on our Instagrams or Dylan's Instagram, you can find more about it. But the villa itself, essentially the concept, you're going to build a villa in Bali, right? Mm. How many years or months, how much time did you spend going through that idea and thinking about it? It's probably two years, probably two entire years. And then a, a whole uh, trip to Bali dedicated to research and development. So myself and Andy, we tested every bamboo, because that's the concept, the idea. And again, just like Elon Musk, I want to chuck it out there. You want to do a bamboo villa? Let's go. Yeah, and bamboo is you know is very good for the environment because something that people don't know about bamboo villas or bamboo is that you can cut it off at the stalk. It's actually a type of grass. So you know when you cut grass off at the bottom, it just grows back. Bamboo is the same way. You cut her off at the base. Within two years, she's fully back. So you don't have to take it out. Yeah, you just keep chopping her. She's back again, boys. So it's like really renewable yeah. and then it's, re- it's really good for like earthquakes and stuff because it bends and all of that. But yeah, like we spent like a whole year doing like the mathematics, brainstorming, trying to find like the holes and flaws in it then trying to build a game plan out to how to make it actually possible. We found out that, hey, to actually invest in Indonesia where we want to do it, we need a, a million US dollars to actually legally own uh, the rights to it and all of that and abide by the law. And then, yeah, we just figure out like every little flaw. And then every time you think about it for a month, there's a new flaw. Like now I know all about the legal system in Indonesia. I didn't know anything about it before. Now I know more about how real estate investments work. Now I know more about raising capital. Now I know about how to get to that capital you know, through reputation and all of this other stuff. So it takes a lot of time. And now, now I know it's great because I think about it so much that I can't really come up with any other ideas. So I'm like, oh, it's already built my brain. And the most important thing is after it's probably now 
three years thinking about it, I still want to do it. Mm. And that's the important thing. I thought about it so much. I yeah. still want to do it. Three years just to know if an idea is good or not. <laughs> For three years, you picked everything apart to understand whether or not this is actually a good venture. You know, a lot of people, like we talk about, and we'll go in a lot deeper into it in a different podcast, but we talk about like doers and thinkers. Mm. Everyone thinks the way to get something done is just go out and get it done, do it. Mm. You know, Take action, blah, blah, blah. But if you actually go through the thought process mm. of finding all the holes, you'll realize that you, know, you actually accelerate the progress, yeah. the process, because yeah. you've worked out all the problems. Mm. Yeah. And I actually have an Excel sheet of all the business ideas that I've come up with there's like a list of 30 failed ideas where I've worked it out and like, oh, it leads to failure or 30 of them. And I only have a few that leads to success. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, man, if I was a just doer, I'll be like KFC, you know, the Colonel, you weren't successful until like you're 70. I don't want to do that. I want to be successful now. So I don't want to use my actual capital. I don't want to use and waste my physical man hours by doing something. If I'm not a hundred percent, it's going to work. You know, and you can't never be a you can never be a hundred percent sure, but you can be ninety five percent, and then it comes down to probabilities. Oh, I'm ninety five percent sure this one's gonna work, and all the rest of these things are like ten percent or twenty percent chances. I'm not gonna do any of them. I'm gonna do the one that's ninety percent. Keep taking those ninety percent bets. One of them's gonna hit. Game over, boys. You win. There goes that KFC sponsorship. Fucking <laughs> 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 so it's BMW, Nike, and KFC now. Hey, speaking about sponsorships, the next, next way place? to make money off a podcast. <laughs> Good, so. But no, that, that, that's yeah, that's so true, man. You have yeah. to think. Yeah. Pe- people don't, and I think it's like when it comes to law of attraction or a lot of those um, Fugazi things. Yeah. You think of Fugazi. There's not a lot of really, really good content on the internet about it. Mm. A lot of it is just like just meditate on the idea and it'll come through. <laughs> really, I feel like people that say law of attraction. They don't follow up and say, you need to do the action. Mm. Yeah. So people just say, just think about it and it'll appear. Mm. No. No, no, no. (laughs) Because these people are making videos on the ideas and not actually using the idea. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a ton of of (laughs) self-awareness involved as well. Like you got to know if it's right. If it's the right idea, like Dylan's saying, you went to fucking 30 ideas and like only five of them were successful. But if you didn't even think big, you wouldn't have thought about even 30. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. You're just like, okay, this one failed. What's next? I'm still going to think bigger than this. Yeah. What's next? What's next? Yeah. What's next? Just yeah. find the one. I find it like it's so good for you to be able to find it in uh, your kind of realm of passions mm. as well. And that's really, really, really important. Yeah. You know, we spoke about G with the music industry, right? Having the self awareness to go do that thinking to realize that that's not necessarily what. The best course of action was, mm. you know. Mm. So it's just having, mm. just do more thinking. Mm. Yeah. Do, do more thinking. thinking. Yeah, I think this also relates with um. So in terms of do more thinking, uh, with what I've heard from Steve Jobs in terms of thinking big and setting a vision for a, a company, mm. I think this relates to individuals as well. But what he says is like, you literally want to explain the vision, at least once a week, and you're gonna sound like a broken down record but you have to tell your company at least once a week what the vision is. Because the way he explained it was like, 
when you have that first meeting of setting what the vision is, like everybody's, here's the vision, everybody's brains aligned. But then as soon as you go away, even if you're working in the actual Apple headquarters, your brain will start to drift off and think about other things. Mm -hmm. So you have to repeat the vision to bring everybody back in the line. So on a personal basis, you know, well, with say with hardcore, we repeat it all the time. But second thing is like on a personal basis in terms of law of attraction, I think every morning and every nighttime, you should repeat your own goal to yourself. Just keep realigning your brain back to where you actually want to go. Like keep doing those repetitions. Yeah. You'll believe it because you know, what's the thing? Like every time I remember like when I was at Nando's and I was saying this stuff to everybody, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to find a way to make go through financial freedom and help the world and donate a billion dollars. Everybody thought I was crazy. I lost every single person and every single friend. But I was the one that believed it because I kept on telling myself. And well, what they didn't have was they didn't have the knowledge to see it's actually literally possible. So, you know, it's, it's really important because odds are right now, if you're going down this journey of becoming the hero of your own story, then most likely you're not going to have that many like-minded people that will support your vision and support your big thinking. So you got to do it for yourself. Keep repeating to yourself what you want to do. And don't care what anyone else thinks. Do it for yourself. And the long term, you know, they fight with you at the beginning. Long term, they all come back around and then they want to be a part of you. It's like, man, you didn't support me when, you know, I needed the most at the beginning. Like I've got other, all these other people that did support me. I've got to focus on them first, help them out. Yeah. It's crazy that you, you say that about Steve Jobs because I was watching um, a podcast with Mr. Beast and uh, Colin and Senior. Mm-hmm. Um, he was talking about the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was like when Mr. Beast had a million subscribers. Yeah. Um, and he hired this comedian guy because he wanted to have more comedy around him so he yeah. could be funnier as a person. Um, and at this time, he had a small team and his vision for that year was to grow from a million to 10 million. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought it wasn't possible, but every single week he would be like, this is where we are. This is where we're going to go. Mm-hmm. At the end of the year, not only did they, they got to 12 million subscribers at the end of the year. The hardest thing, people don't realize, the hardest thing about running a company being a part of a company is having so many moving parts. There's those parts being people, so many moving people working aligned in one on in one vision. Yeah. Towards one vision, I should say. Yeah. That's the hardest part because everyone inherently has their own things they want to do. Yeah. But finding like minded people where you can cohesively work yeah. like, you know, we can yeah. towards one thing and stay focused for fifty fucking years. Yeah. <laughs> she's damn well impossible yeah. but it's not mm. if people do it yeah. and you look at people like you know mr beast pewdiepie all those type of people 100 million subscribers for pewdiepie almost 80 million subscribers for mr beast or 70 million whatever it's ridiculous it's ridiculous mm. like literally more than the population of australia crazy <laughs> <laughs> way more <laughs> yeah mm. way more right so imagine if mr beast was just like i'm cool with you know 100k subscribers i'm just gonna coast yeah yeah he's a very unique individual where his goals is like to become the best yeah in that specific thing where i feel like our goals are more like become the best version of ourselves yeah he wants literally to become the best in that he wants to be the most watched youtuber of all time yeah he's obsessed with that yeah he is literally what he thinks of all the time 
And, you know, we, people were asking him, oh, what if you go bankrupt? And he was like, it's all right. I'll just make sure the next video is better. I'll just yeah. make sure the next video is better. Because I literally were doing this whether I have money or not. Yeah. He goes, he says in the same podcast, he goes, I would be, uh, I'd, I'd be doing the same damn thing whether I had the money or not. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'd, I'd probably just be like, oh, what, what would you do if you didn't have the amount of subscribers? I think was a question. You go, I'd just be 50 with a thousand subscribers. Uh, still you'll be, you'll be 80. 80 with a thousand subscribers. 80 with a thousand subscribers doing f- the same mm, thing. Yeah. Mm. It's like, that's what he wants to do. And he's doing it and he's mm. thinking huge. Mm. Right. And the crazy thing is people like him, when they blow up that big, they move locations. He's like, I come from a small town. Yeah, right? he stayed there. Yeah. I'm staying here. Yeah. That's, like, that's like us. Like we currently are in you know, Springvale, yeah. small town, but thinking big, but this will always be home. Yeah. You know? I'm bum buns here, baby. We got bum buns. <laughs> <laughs> I think I shared, I tasted you guys last night of like one of the crazy, like Charlie D'Amelio, a hundred million, hundred million followers on TikTok. Not only is that larger than countries, mm. like they influence now are their own like news stations. Mm. They are their own like, kind of like just entities mm. they're insane 100 million followers mm. that is a population of five australias that's, <laughs> that's insane yeah it's crazy like the power and movement that comes from that i know this was an interesting stat mm. so but yeah the next one in red there yeah i think it's just um like even if you're not understanding so far, like the benefits of thinking big and how good it actually is, well, you just need to think about this. It's actually better if you just default in being an optimist and thinking about big stuff, rather than a pessimist and thinking about small stuff. Do you agree that your life will be better off if you think big? Like even if you don't believe it, your life will literally be better off if you always look at the glass half full rather than empty. And it's like, especially with like the, the stock market, I remember G, you posted that thing on Instagram where it'll be like, I think it says like, it sucks to be a pessimist or something about the stock market. I mean, it crashes every time, you know, every few years. It's just at all time highs. It just grows. <laughs> it keeps growing. And it makes sense why it keeps growing. Yeah. yeah. People don't understand the stock market is a market of companies. Companies are a, a, a thing of people and people want to improve. They want to make it better. So, of course, it will grow. <laughs> That's human nature. Yeah. No company is just like Jeff Bezos is never going to go like, hey, boys, go for the next 10 years. Let's reduce size, boys. Let's get <laughs> pack it up. Let's pack, pack it up. <laughs> let's go backwards, uh, sons. Yeah. <laughs> let's go smaller. <laughs> let's go smaller. Yeah. No one says that. <laughs> it's always going to grow. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think it's um with this mindset of thinking big, you're, you're proactive instead of just being reactive to the world because something that we preach at hardcore headstart is it's it's not all sunshine and rainbows as we're saying especially with the wiccan podcast you know life will beat you down right it's gonna it's gonna happen and people call them black swan events you know people were calling coronavirus a black swan event and what black swan event in, means is like a massive event that happens to the world which you can't see coming but the thing is Coronavirus actually wasn't a black swan event. It was, you know, actually a likely event. Um, you know, I think you were talking about it in that book you got. It was like where to invest your money actually if you want to produce the most good. 
and he was talking about how you know it's a touchy subject but with vaccines and stuff because it's a ticking time bomb until something like this virus comes and it's going to be way worse potentially in the future so um you know you got to be proactive build yourself up financially build yourself up in terms of character and knowledge so you have the ability to react to it like david goggin style and life comes to, to knock you out yeah. and then you can survive it and then you can actually look in terms of thinking big you're like where can i actually you know benefit from this thing yeah, i think that yeah that's the thing it's like again saying your quote like i don't want to be secure i want to be strong yeah you know it's it's a known fact that in times of like recession or anything like that everything's cheap mm. if you are you have strength in that kind of time you have liquidity you have capital damn, you can get some cheap prices and make a hell of a lot of money. Yeah. And with like the coronavirus, like when everything tanked, mm. there were like smart people buying, like, you know, because they set themselves up yeah. to be able to buy at those you know, discounts. Mm. And now look at them. Yeah. Even the S&P 500 from the lows is up 100%. Yeah. The market average in one year is up 100%. You could have doubled your money with relatively low risk. No risk. In the ind- index. When preparation meets opportunity equals success. Mm. That's it. I saw this really good video on TikTok where this guy's like, you're Spider-Man. Have you seen this one? He has Spider-Man. This is you, right? And he's got a plank and he's like, and he's like got a, a pin, like yeah. a bowling pin there. Yeah. And he's like, that's your job. And oh, he whacks it. Yeah. Spider-Man drops down. Yeah. <laughs> right? So that. you're not safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people think jobs are safe. They're the riskiest things in the world. Yeah. Because big, te- especially big technology companies are coming to disrupt your company, most likely. Yeah. To make your whole company obsolete. Dude, your trend's Even not your boss better. is going to lose his job. Yeah. <laughs> right? Trend's not getting better for y'all. <laughs> All right. And then, um, so he was saying, like, this is what you need to do. You're Spider-Man again. You're on a, a platform. And then you've got to build up all of these income streams and assets and, you know, all of that stuff. So now if you lose your job, you've got all of these other things, yeah. pillars holding you up. Yeah. And that, that's exactly what it is because something that we, we always talk about at Hardcore Head Start is it's practically guaranteed, and it sounds really dark and gloomy, but it's practically guaranteed that someone in your family will get cancer within your life, lifetime. And it may even be you. And I know for me personally, and it doesn't have to be cancer, it can be anything. I want to have the most money. So whenever that happens to me, I'm like, here we go. I'm prepared for it. Mm. Give me the best doctors in the world and let's fix this. Yeah. Hopefully we can. Money can't fix everything. But the trend is that health and technology is getting better over time. So they'll figure out a way. So like coming back to that like black swan event of coronavirus, it wasn't really a black swan. Um, something that would be a black swan is you and everyone in your family gets seriously ill. That would be a black swan because it's very highly unlikely. You know, it's very those highly unlikely things. So I want to be prepared for black swans that I can't even see coming. That's how strong I want to be. I don't want to be secure. I want to be strong, prepared for worst case scenarios. Like a black swan would be like a nuclear war. Yeah, nuclear war goes off. Yeah. One thing to factor in as well is also. Uh, in regards to preparation for these black swans is always like a knowledge. Like you need to be on top of your game all the time, learning more all the time. Like Bill Gates told us about coronavirus five years ago. 2015. Six years ago. Yeah. He told us about it six years ago. Yeah. And literally what he said is like, we spent all this money on, you know, building the biggest army in the world. Why can't we build an army of like hospitals and you know, like all the facilities ready to go if something happens? Like mm. 
anything can happen. Yeah. If something happens, we've got vaccines ready to go. We've got doctors ready to go. We've got equipment ready to go. Yeah. We're not proactive. We're reactive. Imagine you took that piece of knowledge and set up your life or your stronghold, you know, using, you know, understanding mm. that. Corona would have been a piece of Harry Hiss. Mm. So that's it. <laughs> I think we do have down their perspective when it comes to access to the internet. I think we've spoken about that a fair yeah. bit. Mm. We might um you know, that that's how lucky we are to be born in an era where the internet is available. We've spoken mm. about that. Um so I think we'll, I think we can move. Yeah, I think we can move one. on. Um Dylan Excellent. has a, Dylan has a story. Yeah. So let's just get that one. This is uh, What's this? This is uh, yeah. about crediting, yeah, the, the Sheridan one. Oh the Sheridan. <laughs> All right. Tell the story. Is it Sheridan or Sharon? Isn't Sheridan? Uh, Sheridan is the Sheridan. company. Sheridan's the company. I right, believe. Gotcha. Well, it's a type of brand. Right, gotcha. I'm actually not 100% of that. <laughs> I think it's Sheridan. It, no, it's no, called Sheridan. Sheridan yeah. Sheridan's like the... There's another one that, that has like Sheridan a, on it as well, yeah? Yeah, it's, it? it's okay. like the kid's okay. version of a 40. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Right, anyway, explain the story. So after all of this thinking big stuff, what I found is the trend. Sometimes ego can get in the way. And ego can be like... Mate, you don't know who I am. I'm thinking big. I'm going to do big things. But it's always, I'm going to do big things. Your actual daily actions aren't resulting in, like we're saying, it's going to take 10x more action than what you think. So you got to put that 10x action every single day to get to your 10x goal. So poor little doc too, you know? Uh, okay. Do you want me to explain it or not? Or do you want to do it? No, want me to do it? All right. You do it better. So poor little Doc, we had the course and we were talking about this. I was little Doc back then, just to clarify. How many years ago was this? He was like 17 or something at the time. He was still a little kid. Yeah. All right. And obviously- Doc's 25 now? 24. Doc's 24 now. He's grown a lot since then. (laughs) Okay. Let's not (laughs) over-justify it, all right? Let's let's allow it to be- somewhat (laughs) mature. Let's allow it to be what it was. It was a very over-justification. But let's explain. Go ahead. So like we had just gone through this. All of everything that we're talking about today is practically the same stuff. We've just gone like 10 hours straight in one day. We're just talking about how you need to think big, how you need to work hard. And we've gone through the whole game plan. And he's just telling me, he's like, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going well. I'm like, well, you hope you get it though. Then the next day I'm going to work. I wake up real early, grinding my ass off. I'm pumping it out. I'm running the shift at Nando's. And then I see Doc walking. I'm like, Mark, I thought we just had a chat the other day. Like, one, why are you here? Because you should be at home reading books and getting smart. But then you got a little Sheridan football, right? Like the leather footy with um, his little brother. He's like, oh, I'm just coming to Nando's for a feed where it's expensive, <laughs> wasting time and then playing footy. I'm like, so does any of those three relate to you hitting your big thinking goals? <laughs> The funny thing is you could have gone to any other Nando's and Dylan wouldn't have known. Yeah, right. Obviously, (laughs) the point is like, hey, clearly, clearly wasn't, it wasn't like trying to get away with something because I clearly didn't understand the knowledge well enough there. It was like, I I see this a lot and I only see it because it was one of these mistakes I used to make a lot. It was over justifying because you're done the thinking. Mm. So again, think you're doing the thinking. It's like, I'm going to be the best. But then you didn't do any actions, right? Damn right. You can't become the best if you don't actually action upon the thinking yeah. that you've thought. Does that make sense? Doing the thinking to find out what you truly want is really, really difficult. But then once you go over that hurdle, then you realize it's actually easy because you haven't actually done anything. Mm. So you can't credit yourself yet. You have to then back it up with action. Mm. 
That's why I say with hardcore head start, our goal is small. It's only a billion dollars. It might be big in some people's eye in their minds, but for us, it's actually pretty small. Let's just knock out that one billion, get it done, tick it off. Then we've done like really good. We've done more than what the average person has done because I think it comes down to just this basic idea of if everybody in the world could help two other people in the world, then the whole world will be sorted. So if we can all donate total a billion dollars, we've done a lot more than just two, helping two people. Right. So let's just tick that off. And then we feel good about ourselves. You know, we know we're actually good human beings and all that. And then there is no limit to the goal. Let's just see what we can actually do. Yeah. You know, go to 10 bill and so on. Go, go harder. Sure. I think the lesson there is don't, don't justify success because you've done, you've just been thinking about it. You need to actually take the action. And I'm telling you this because it's cost me a hell of a lot of time when it comes to progression thinking I'm doing something when you're actually not taking the action. So when he did that, when Doc did that, did you have a chat with him after? I'm, I'm not sure. Like the thing is with me, what, what I've learned about chats, we might have. I don't think so. Yeah. The thing is, there's always 50 things that I want to say to a young kid. But I know you should only say one thing a week if you want to get through to them. Because if you overload them with 50 things, you've got to find what's the... 80 20 principle analysis what's the 20 percent or the, what's the one percent that you give like most of the results just focus on that one thing let it sink in then go to the next mm-hmm. that's like always my approach i never do like so many because then you just resent that person you want to yeah. give them a right hook oh yeah i know that feeling <laughs> I definitely know that feeling yeah um so i mean that's that's a for people to look at like are you thinking you want to do, have you just listened to this entire podcast or did you write down yeah. at the start, are you one of the 1% who wrote down they have massive goals, mm. but are you not doing anything about them? Yeah. I remember once actually they had this little kid at Nando's. He wasn't your kid. He was actually older than me, but he acted like a little kid. He really, he was inspired by like what we were trying to do, like books and all of that. So he started copying and he was always saying, he literally said he's going to be the next Steve Jobs, right? And I'm like, all right, if you're going to be the next Steve Jobs, hey, a great challenge for you would be try and close the store at 10.01 because we just had a meeting about how we would actually start making that a goal. And some people would complain about it, right? Um, so I'm like, hey, if you actually want to be the Steve Jobs, it's probably a good idea for you to try and close at 10.01 because I'm sure Steve Jobs will find a way to do that. Literally, at the end of the day, it's a fast food restaurant. There's nothing complicated about it. She's not it. Apple, boys. <laughs> fast. <laughs> but, She's food. She's not know, building a phone. <laughs> but you know, people would take offense to that. And they'll, they'll, they'll think, but you don't know who I'm going to be in the future. I'm going to be the next Steve Jobs and all that. But start now. Yeah. Start you know, having those high standards now and doing something. Because I bet you if Steve Jobs was here, you know, he would figure out like, or a high quality person is here. They'll figure out a way to do it. It'll be easy for them. It's the same damn thing as like when we're speaking about habits and making the bed. Right? If you can't make your bed, you're not going to be able to run a business. <laughs> it's the small things, people. It's the small things, the small details that add up. I think um, like a few, like when, when you were making Hardcore Head Start, like you were thinking at the start, right? Mm. You were thinking enormously big. Your environment wasn't there. So you had to create your own environment. Like literally you had nothing. There was no blueprint, none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So what actions were you taking to back up your big thinking of like starting hardcore? I think it comes down to like one of our first episodes about top five heroes. 
just constantly absorbing that. I knew that if I would consume that mental information, have that mental diet, you know, have these guys and girls that are doing big things, just constantly repeating that in my head. And that's why I loved, you know, biographies and stuff. You know, that's why we did a lot of uh, Sir Richard Branson mm. biographies, Arnold Schwarzenegger bio, bio, biographies and all of that. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. It's like, it will happen. It will become a thing. Yeah. And you got to, it's like, it's like a seesaw. If you're surrounded with people in your normal life, life and they're saying one thing, you need to outweigh that. Yeah. I made sure I always outweighed that. Interesting. There's another thing we got there. There's another thing we got there. Wasn't even on the microphone then. Sorry, boys. Um, from Naval is when when you think big, we got it there. I'll just say it. When you think big and then take action, you actually create your own luck. Right. So by thinking you can become whatever it is you want to become or you can achieve whatever goals you want and then actually taking action and doing it creates opportunity for yourself. And that's like one of Naval's definitions of luck. You create those opportunities for yourself and then you actually get to achieve that goal Mm. through those opportunities. Right. I think a common action that most people can take when they're thinking big it's so stupid that when, when you say it out loud, it's literally just Google more shit. Mm. Just Google how to do things. Like that is the most tangible action you can take. Spend literally hours Googling shit, yeah. finding out as much information as you possibly can. If you want to become rich or if you want to invest, Google that shit. That's what like books a, it's like read? full yeah. circle. Like some guy thought big as fuck to get this in your pocket. <laughs> now you have this in your pocket, so think big <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and use it. Use it. <laughs> yeah, literally. That's a good one. Google more <laughs> shit. Yeah, but I want to I want to ask you actually. So, um, from that uh, from that story, mm. was there a point in your life um, after that where you realized, "Fuck, I got to think big." Like, at, at what point did you start to? Realize um, that? Okay, so the thinking big yeah. wasn't actually the problem. I, I believe, personally, I'm pretty sure I was able to think big relatively early. Mm. That was never a problem for me. I always had big aspirations, big goals, wanted to be someone big, something different slightly changed now but it was actually taking the action yeah or the necessary action to achieve yeah. what it is i was saying yeah. so like i see you now you're fucking working hard you're fucking taking the steps you you know you're doing the action so yeah. what what point was it that well, was there anything that changed mm-hmm. that in you or sparked that in you uh i think it always comes down like it's always an accumulation of lessons and learnings and certain experiences and like not being prepared enough for a certain thing. You're like, fuck, I didn't do enough work in this area. Um, but I personally believe a lot of my progression came after my Bali trip early 2020 where I found what I call perspective, like understanding the opportunity I have here, understanding you know, how lucky I am just to be born here, like what we've been speaking about today. Um, once you, It's kind of like a light bulb moment it's like a lot of the learnings and teachings they're there but they're not necessarily ingrained once you have that light bulb be like shit. so barley made you You realize how lucky you were there's a lot of little different perspective moments but i'd say like that one like kind of it's really really hard for me to put it down to one because it's not like this is exactly when it happened this is exactly when it happened this is exactly when it happened it's just i believe it's just down to that one percent thing every day it's like every single day I understand the picture more. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. I continuously get it. Mm. 
every day. Um, but when it comes to like what is a moment, I believe like the Bali perspective allowed me to really kind of reflect on what everything I've been learning and like really open myself up without like the bias and the ego again to you know, really kind of address all of the problems and address what it is that's been going on. Um, if I've actually been saying what I'm doing, um, yeah, mm. I think what that's saying. Huh? Yeah. doing what you're saying, doing what I'm saying. So. Yeah. And yeah, to, to touch on that story a little bit more, just like to set the picture, cause it's really hard to translate through a podcast is, so we took a little boat from mainland Bali to a little island off of the coast of Lombok called uh, Gili T or Gili Tarwangan. So we went there to this little, uh, little tiny place <laughs> And, um, yeah, it's like, it's so remote that they don't have motorbikes. They don't have roads. They just use bicycle and horse and cart still. It's a really tiny island. And around the island, not even the whole coast of the island is built up. Still, a lot of it's still getting under construction. Mm. And the sad thing is that little island was hit by a real bad earthquake like a year before. So a lot of it just got wiped out as well. But what we were doing is we were spending our time there on the coastline, enjoying the beautiful crystal clear waters, going snorkeling, seeing the fish, tropical fish and all of that. But then I think it was on the last day, we took our bikes and we went inland. When you go inland, they don't have any infrastructure. So there's massive pile of rubbish that's just on fire. They're lighting that on fire and there's smells and fumes coming out of it. And that's where the locals live. So all of us, we get to ex ex uh, enjoy the nice stuff on the outside with the views and all of that. The locals live in little huts next to the rubbish tip. So we're just on the, our bi bicycles going deeper and deeper. And um, as we go deeper and deeper, you can see it as it starts to transition. And then all of a sudden, like there's no longer power lines and all of that. And then we get finally get to the heart of it. And we just pause. We all just stand and just absorb it. And we just looked around and we stayed there for like a minute or two just to absorb it because that was really important that we really had this image sink into our minds. And so we looked around. These are little tiny huts from like from here to probably the white wall next to dock. So they're like literally one, two meters by two meters. They're plywood, like literal huts. There is no electricity. There is actual no water. There was a well. We went past it. It was a, literally a tiny well this big for all of the village. And we just stayed there and absorbed that. Let it sink in. This is what life is like for some people. They're struggling. And, you know, I've been in other villages in Bali as well. And, like, people are dying every day just because of, like, little things that we can go to the hospital for. So, you know, sometimes the medical system gets a lot of crap and because they're more reactive than proactive in many ways. But they can save you. In Bali, Bali the, the stuff is just, you know, if you get sick, you have a high chance of dying, real high chance of dying. And like saying this Gili T Island, there is no hospital. There's not even a doctor's office. <laughs> There's nothing there. So what do people do when they get sick? They'll probably have to get on a boat, go to mainland uh, Lombok. Which is a two, oh, Lombok's a little bit closer, but Bali mainland's two hour boat ride. Yeah, one way. Yeah, like even when you go to the mainland, there's not going to be good hospitals and they might not be able to afford it because there's no public healthcare system. They can't even afford the boat trip. Yeah. And probably their private hospitals are probably not even as good as our public. Or yeah. they, they definitely aren't. Yeah. 
know? So that's why if anyone that gets sick in Indonesia and they're wealthy, they always fly straight to Singapore. That's what I do every time. So that's the closest place where they can just stop off and it's really good there. So no one uses hospitals in Indonesia. Yeah. So that kind of, thank you for that context. Because it gives better context and perspective to what I'm trying to talk about. But to your question, it's kind of like, how do I justify or have the right to just think big and not take the action? Like, I don't deserve to be born here. No one does. Like, why do I have the right to be born in a first world country with opportunity? I'm not different to anyone else. I'm not different to the villager who has no clean water. Who doesn't have a door on his hut who lives in 40 degrees with no insulation and you know the middle of his next to his house is a burning tip mm. there is no like i'm not a better mm. so it's kind of like very disrespectful for me to not use the opportunity i've been given mm. to give back and help in you know the biggest way but in a small way just to <laughs> Help the people around me at least. Let's go, Doc. Let's fucking go, Doc. So you've come That's a beautiful. long way from the Sheridan, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> That's Hopefully, that kind of that was really nice. Yeah. Understand? It's a good question. Really beautiful. Really beautiful. <laughs> All right, what's next, boys? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh you uh, go. You know, yeah. I got nothing. I was just going to say, this is Sam's favorite analogy. Oh, the RPG game. If you want to go there. It's up to you. Do you want to talk about it? I mean, we'll talk about it briefly, but I feel like the the mindset people have when whenever they approach life, it's it's a very rigid, not free-flowing type of lifestyle because I feel like humans always have blinders on. Like They're just tunnel-visioned. They don't know anything else. They're afraid to step out of their, their boundaries. Um, when in reality, life shouldn't be like that. Life is literally, the whole world is your oyster. You can literally become anything you want in the world. So if you think about like an RPG game, for example, like GTA or, you know, RuneScape back in the day, like we used to play that a lot. We had a lot of fun because you weren't doing any specific task over and over again. You were doing whatever you wanted, whenever you wanted. Why? Because you created that character. The same thing applies to real life. The thing is, we enjoy games because we can um, achieve those certain things much quicker. That's it. That's the only difference. Have you? I watched. There's a perfect movie that, like, really kind of encompasses this RPG game analogy, right? And it only just came out. It's Ryan Reynolds' new movie called Free Guy. Have you guys watched it? Yeah, I saw it the other day. How perfect is the analogy? Yeah. Just for what we're even doing at Harvard Head Start. It's ridiculous. I won't spoil it for everyone, but it's essentially an NPC, non-player character, who just, how do you explain it without giving it away? (laughs) Yeah, you got to fucking give it away. Becomes becomes an AI and then eventually... uh, becomes his actual self and is no longer just used as an NPC, becomes like a main player, becomes, as Joe Rogan says, the hero of his own story, yeah. right? And it's like then yeah, kind so of- essentially like the, the, the NPC comes to life. Yeah. And like yeah. He's, he controls himself. Yeah. And then inspires the people around him, the other NPCs to do the exact same thing. Yeah. 
it's like pretty, that's pretty, deep, us, yeah. pretty deep analogy yeah. where it's like pretty intense. So like, yeah, let's yeah. go, maybe go and watch Free Guy. It's a pretty good movie actually. It, yeah. It's also I got Ryan Reynolds who, yeah, it's funny. Is it on Netflix? <laughs> uh, I started on Disney. Disney? Yeah. Okay, cool. But pretty much like the RPG analogy is um, just don't limit yourself. Like why are you doing something that you don't want to do in your life? It's because you're not thinking big. Like why? why <laughs> and for a long time you're going to be the odd one out yeah thinking big makes you the odd one out it makes you kind of ostracized from your friends your family that's why a lot of people say the journey is lonely yeah like in gta for example are you going to like drive the car and then follow the road rules in gta or are you going to drive however the fuck you want to drive i, know, I do that sometimes i mean like driving is obviously you have to follow the rules but like <laughs> You're in a game, you're controlling your, your character and you're leveling up. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck do you not want to level up yeah. in real life? Yeah. Everybody gets the mansion on the beach and GTA yeah. and all yeah. of that, the, the fast car, but in real life. The funniest shit. They're like, oh, I don't want a mansion in GTA. They've got a mansion. <laughs> you're like, I don't want money. And they do the cheat code. Yeah. Give me a billion dollars. <laughs> you're like, like, I think what? you do. You can. The yeah. thing is you can. Yeah. yeah. It just takes time, guys. Yeah. I think we kind of just maybe touch on like our journeys of like being mm. really the odd ones out. Yeah. Being especially at Nando's. Yeah. You have no one around you. Um, for me personally, I know it's similar for you to uh, the two others here. We had Dylan. We had a community. Like, is it still a touch lonely? Because there's not as many people. Sure, right. Yeah. But it's not by ourselves. So Dylan, for you, mm. dude, you didn't have really anyone mm. when it comes to thinking big and kind of backing up your what you're saying and what you're thinking and what you're feeling, like other than Uber billionaires who are like, yeah, this is the way. Yeah, you can't actually talk to them. Exactly. Mm. So can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah, I just think um, that's what Hardcore Head Start's all about. It Hardcore Head Start at the end of the day is it's a double whammy, meaning... I came to the realization that, you know, I heard like because effective altruism, it's how to do the most good in the world. There's many different approaches. One of the approaches is just make as much money as possible in a good way that provides value to the world and donate it all. And many people are doing that approach. The second approach is inspire a movement. Because if you're not the best at making money, you know, or the best at business like Jeff Bezos or anything, you inspire a movement. You teach all these people how to do it. Like, oh, I can make money pretty well. Not the best in the world, but pretty good. But what I can do is inspire a movement. So if I combine those two, I can actually outpace the best in the world. Damn right. So it, it came down to that. That's the first of the double whammy. The second was to create our own little bubble, our own little community called Hardcore Head Start, our own little friends group where we can actually, you know, because humans, we're social creatures. We need interaction with others. You know, we need friends and family. We need all of this stuff to be a human. And that's the other part of it. And that's what we're building. And that's what comes down to our, our merch, you know, our, our clothing that we, that we want to um, provide to people. It's, hey, it's solving that issue because you're most likely going to be alone. And if you're not alone at the beginning of your journey, consider yourself extremely lucky so that's why we want to be the mental diet for you 
that's why we have top five heroes as well and all of these other guys that we like and girls that we like to reference so your mental diet is more heavily weighed to big thinkers and then you can put on a physical product that you can touch and it is your armor so you actually are in the rpg game putting on your armor and you're going to work every single day this is what we do so it's that's 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 what hardcore has does all about this is the call of duty clan tag <laughs> <laughs> so i think yeah that's that's a perfect yeah um i kind of just want to touch on that last point i think mm. of highlighting the difference mm. like what we've been speaking about you know at the very beginning what we told you guys to do is to please write down your oh, dreams write down your goals you should have a paragraph of what it is you wanted yep. throughout this podcast i'm hoping i know that your perspective is kind of being changed mm. from what we've been speaking about and right now you're thinking about changing the damn world mm. right now you're like how do i just fix everything what do i fix i gotta fix everything yeah. Yeah. all right how do i become the best version of me and if that's where you are right now you're on the right path. And it, it will take time to absorb this mindset. It takes a lot of reps. I think they just need to constantly like listen to us, listen to people actually doing it because we haven't actually done anything yet. Listen to those Elon Musks and all of that that are doing big things. But again, if you don't understand that, you need to know this next, next thing. And that is through, like investing is super important. Why? Because we, if we're working for money, that's earned income. We can only work so hard and for so long and we get tired and we get bored of doing that same thing again and again and again. And understanding the tax system all of that, it literally gets taxed harder than if you were to have an investment producing money for you while you sleep. And that's where the saying comes, money never sleeps. It's always working. It's always making money for you. So if you can find a way to make money and invest money like we can, um, and we can help people with that, to, you know, and that's what the point of this podcast will be. We'll eventually we'll touch on that. But if you can find a way to, for money to make money for you, slowly there's this thing called you know compound interest where the more money you have invested will create even more money. And then say you're making 10% with that money, then you'd make even more money and then 10% of that. Even if the results don't go bigger, because you have more money, you literally make more money again. And it eventually turns into a massive snowball effect. So to put this into perspective, I tell all of my sisters um, and everybody that I know, if they're under the age of 18, their first goal should be to save and invest $10,000 for the long term. Because if you can save $10,000 before the age of 20, keep that invested for 50 years, at an investment return of 20% per year, which is achievable, right? It will turn into $91 million Ooh. in 50 years. So $10,000 invested for 50 years at 20% interest rate. This is not crypto returns trying to say get 1,000% in a minute. <laughs> just a right. one-time investment of 10,000. Yeah, one <laughs> single in investment. Yeah. yeah, that's what everyone else is trying to do. If you can invest $10,000, once you never add money again for your retirement at age 70 you have 91 mil so that's barely working like i don't know many people at 70 with 91 mil i don't know yeah i don't know any yeah. i don't know anyone actually yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like they, and they couldn't though as well because 
they didn't have access to the internet like we yeah, do. Yeah, that's right. Um, so now that comes back to the perspective thing in terms of writing down on that piece of paper, reflect on that because all of your wildest dreams can come true and it's just a matter of time. If you want to work hard, you can get that 91 million quicker. Mm. If you want to sacrifice, you get it quicker. If you want to take it easy, you, know, you get it in 50 years. But you will become a multimillionaire. Like if you're not a multimillionaire in the future, like you've kind of played the game wrong in a way. Like you should at least be single digit you know, millionaire. Yeah, you made a mistake. Let me just put it nice and clear. You made a mistake. Opportunity in the world, especially in a first world country, just based on compound interest, it is damn well easy to become a millionaire. Mm. Especially even taking your time. Even taking your time. Someone said 10,000 before the age of 20 is 91 mil in 50 years. That's insane. And I, I promise you right now, like you, you've spoken to uh, your grandma's, uh, your nan is older. Um, I've watched a few videos on uh, older people as well. And the one thing they talk about is regrets. Mm. Yeah. You don't want to regret not thinking big enough and trying to achieve everything you could have. Mm. That's super important. For sure. Yeah. Like, what, who, do you guys remember who the, who the guy, uh, he's, fuck, I might have to cut this one out because I can't remember who the person was and what the quote is. But it was like, he doesn't want to get to a point on his, or when he gets to, you know, if he goes up in front of God or, you know, he goes to heaven or some shit like that, he gets a piece of paper with his name on it and a bunch of different achievements. Oh, yeah. Wild different achievements. He didn't actually achieve all of these different things. Okay, but it's got his name on the top of the piece of paper. Mm. He goes, hey, this is my name, but I didn't achieve any of these things. Mm. He goes, I know. That's who you could have been. That's what you could have achieved. I think, you know who it was? It's not Matthew McConaughey, is it? <laughs> it might be Matthew. Yeah. Italian boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, whoever yeah. it is, but I think the premise yeah. still yeah, yeah. Still don't have regrets. No, no regrets. Like we've spoken about it many times in this podcast. Nothing bad comes from thinking big and taking the necessary action to trying achieving that. Yeah. Become the best version of you and do the best damn well job you can because it's your responsibility to help yourself, help the people around you and help people who don't have the same opportunity as you. Life is a game. Treat it like a game. You don't get capped at a level 100. Shit <laughs> keeps going. All right? I think an exercise that people can use as well is I highly recommend you go to a cemetery when lockdown's done. You go there, maybe you even find a relative. Right? If you don't have a relative there, then just, just go there. And then close your eyes and meditate for 10 minutes that you're on your deathbed and you're going to die. And have you done what you want to do? Will you die with regrets, yes or no? Like Literally go through it. The richest place in the world is a cemetery. Because it's full of people who didn't actually take, who didn't, you know, take the action upon their ideas. Didn't make good of the opportunity they had. That's Les Brown people. <laughs> All right. Anything else you guys want to add, boys? To thinking big? No, just say, yeah, just take that action, write down that big goal, repeat yep. it to yourself every single day. Whatever you have on that pace paper, put it next to your bed. Mm -hmm. Constantly repeat it every morning, every night. You know, start building your community out and then yeah, it comes down to the mental diet. Well, that first one, one thing I like is if you 
that very first paragraph, if you still have it, put it in an envelope or something. Write my first goal, put it somewhere, open it in five years, put it in a safe, open it in five years, you know, use the lessons you've learned today on thinking big and realize and kind of understand where you were because there's a lot of value that comes from perspective perspective understanding the journey you've just gone through yeah. so i think um should we before we wrap it up should we have a book recommendation uh think and grow rich by napoleon yep. hill highly recommend checking that out that'll be in the description it'll be on the screen now as well um, the magic of thinking big is it? Yeah, magic of thinking big as well i can't remember the author it'll be on the screen now yeah. um there's one other I reckon those two for now. Yeah. We'll stay with those two. That's Crack cool. those two out, guys. Um, anything else? That's it. One, On two, that nine. note, um, if you guys enjoyed hanging with hardcore episode number eight, I can't believe it's already number eight, guys. Killing Smashing it. through these. Remember, it comes out every single week. Um, so tune in. If you guys liked it, please like, comment, subscribe. Um, you know, share it with your friends and family if you guys found this valuable. And Click, yeah. click the notification bell so you make sure when we're posting every i want to see you all liking commenting viewing this the minute it comes out <laughs> every time every single week boys pumping it out it's gonna change your life so watch yeah. it god damn <laughs> and if you guys have joined us you know after watching weekend's podcast we highly recommend starting from episode one again because it's all in order it's a free course right. so on that note shall we back it up back it up back it up think big sons Back it up. Thank you for listening.